evening. Um, first order of business, we, I respectfully request that all electronic devices are set for on non-audible notification or air park mode or whatever. Um, this is the planning and zoning meeting for January 10th, 2024, the first of the 2024 season. Happy, happy New Year to everyone out there and to the board. Um, I call this order, this a meeting to order. Roll call, please. Vice Chair Andrakovics? Here. Mr. Duane? Here. Mr. Amalfitano? Here. Mr. Hatcher? Yep. Mr. Wright? Here. And Mr. Rainbird? Here. Thank you. Uh, approval of minutes. There are none at this time. Old business, public hearing. There are none at this time. New business, public hearing. First order of business, CU 2302. Request for a conditional use permit to allow outdoor storage within a shipping container within the B3 Highway Commercial Zone Zoning District for the property at 240 North Ridgewood Avenue. Staff report, please. Thank you, Chair. So the request before you is by Habitat for Humanity, and the request is for the storage of bulk purchased items used for affordable housing to be stored in a shipping container in the rear of the property. Uh, the applicant first filed for a conditional use permit to allow for outdoor store, storage utilizing a shipping container for said uh, purchased items. Outdoor storage within the B3 Highway Commercial District is only allowed as a condition of use permit and must meet Article 3, Section 21-3404 and Section 21-3603. Section 21-3404 regulates salvage yards, so it's not pertinent to this case. However, Section 21-3603 of Article 3 um, indicates the purpose of outdoor storage is as an accessory use, and it lists A through K subsections that have to be met. Um, said subsections, such as uh, A, is that outdoor storage or display should not be located adjacent to any residential district or use unless such storage or display is screened from view of neighboring residential district or use. So the applicant does have a chain link fence. Uh, on the existing perimeter as shown on the survey here at the rear of the property. Um, B is that no outdoor storage may be located in any required front yard. In this case, it is not. C, all outdoor storage areas shall be screened from view by a six-foot fence. Um, existing sites with a chain link fence may be enclosed with slatting. New sites shall require stockade fencing, vinyl fencing, or masonry wall. This site does has an existing chain link fence, so they'd be allowed to use that with the slatting. Uh, the other subsections E through K do not apply. Staff did receive a comment from the Environmental Services Department. Um, they do not object to the placement of the shed. Um, they would just ask that the applicant will direct all runoff from new impervious surface, including the subject um, area, east toward the on-site retention pond. At this time, staff is recommending a motion to approve the conditional use permit for CU 2302 uh, for the property at 240 North Ridgewood Avenue with the condition that the applicant install the slatting in the chain, existing chain link fence. Thank you, sir. Um, open public hearing. Is the applicant in the audience? Would you like to come and speak on behalf of yourself? Please state your name and address, and you have three minutes with which to state your case. My name is Jennifer Peace. I'm the uh, Director of Operations for Southeast Volusia Habitat for Humanity. Um, I live in Port Orange at 42 Timber Trail. 
uh, we are requesting uh, a uh, one-time <coughs> use eight by 20 foot storage unit for bulk purchases um, for discounted prices uh, and we'll put the slats in the fence you just have to it's completely covered in vines and but we'll clear all that out and put the slats in the fence okay thank you very much I appreciate it um, public comments any public comments on this on this item seeing no public comments any board comments on this item I have one question. how long is the CU good for it's at the board's discretion you might need to ask the applicant how long they intend to have it well, I mean, I just wasn't sure if there was a time cap, if it was going to need to be longer than the time cap, or does it just once it's issued, it's... I mean, so if, if, if you issue a conditional use permit and you don't set a date for it, then... Okay. Issue. I just wanted to make sure that we weren't handcuffing her next month. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're okay with no, no time limit. Okay. Okay. Uh, I need a motion on this item, please. Make a motion to approve CU 2302. Second. With the conditions of sliding. Hmm? Sliding. sliding. I can't hear you. With the sliding. Oh, the condition of sliding. Where is that? Okay, right here. All right, sweet. I uh, make the motion to approve the conditional use permit for CU 2302. Uh, I don't know. Where, the heck, where is that? I thought it was right there. Where is it? It's on the end of it. Okay, yep, to approve with the condition that the applicant installs slatting into the existing chain link fence in accordance with Article 3, subsection 2136.03c. Second reading, Dave. Got it. Got it. Oh, okay. Is that all right? Yeah, I, I, I thought you made a second. I made a second on the first one, so I technically should have to second the amended. So. I'll go back through the recording. It's okay. Yeah. All right. Second. <laughs> okay, roll call, please. Vice Chair Androkovics? Yes. Mr. Dwayne? Yes. Mr. Malfitano? Yes. Mr. Hatcher? Yes. Mr. Wright? Yes. And Mr. Rainbird? Yes. Second item on the agenda VA 2325 request for variance from section 21 50 .02, table 4 1 to allow a rear setback of 6.48 feet in lieu of 20-foot setback within the R2 zoning district and to al allow a maximum building coverage of 40% in lieu of 30% for the installation of a 288-square-foot 12-by-24 shed for the property at 3222 Willow Oak Drive. Staff report, please. Thank you, Chairman. So the staff did send out a public notice, as you can see on the screen, uh, 500 feet, the staff has expanded that public notice um, to encompass more property owners to keep them aware of what is going on at the city. The applicant has requested uh, and came in to see me um, to discuss this application to allow a rear setback of 6.48 feet in lieu of 20 feet and allow maximum building coverage of 40% in lieu of a maximum building coverage of 30% within the R2 zoning district. Uh, here is the applicant's uh, survey with the shed drawn onto the actual site. Uh, staff did review the application and like most variances, um, staff did review it in accordance with section 21-100.04D, non-administrative <coughs> variance, 
Um, and out of the six criteria, staff only found that the applicant could meet one out of the six. Um, with that being said, staff will go through those if you would like, or at this time, we'll open it up to the applicant. Staff is recommending denial of those. Okay. Is the applicant in the audience? Please come to the microphone, state your name and address, and you have three minutes to state your case. Hello, uh, my name is Alice Diane Campbell, and I am the owner of the house at 3222 Willow Oak Drive in Edgewater, Florida. Uh, we're requesting permission to um, build a shed on the, in the backyard of the property for the purpose of storage of uh, some items, uh, tools, lawnmower. Um, mainly, that's the main thing to put back there and maybe some Christmas decorations. And we require this amount to be able to hold all of our uh, inventory. What we've got is uh, our State your name, State your name sir. I'm her husband. Okay. What we've got, we've, our carport is full. We've got a double carport. And we've got to get all of that stuff out of there to put into this shed. We have a lot of stuff. Sir, you have a lot of stuff. Yes, sir. I was a contractor, Little Rock, Arkansas, and I've built room additions. I've built houses from the ground up. I've built decks. I've built anything, and I brought a lot of my tools with me because I want to keep them because I'm going to try to get my contractor license down here, uh, and I need to know. Am I going to have to have my contractor license before I get this shed built? Is that a problem? Brian, did you hear the question he had? Um, is he going to need a contractor's license? Before he gets the shed built. Is this going to be shed used for business? No. It's just going to be to store my lawn equipment and my personal tools. Okay. Uh, yeah, you would need a contractor's license. Well, is there any way I can get a variant? I mean, get a thing that says I'm going to be living there from now on until I die. I mean, you can do some of the work, but you need, in order to pull a building permit, you have to have a license from the governor to pull a building permit. That's what I, I, I think we've got. So your question is, do you need to have your contractor's license in Florida to just get the variance for the shed, or are you wanting to build the shed I yourself? I want to build the shed. So you'll need to do... In theory, he could do owner builder for a detached structure. Can he do owner builder? Yeah. I let me check with yeah, Garrett with okay. the building department. I mean, uh, I've I've got two different things. You told me the other day I would, and somebody else when I put in for the permit and this all come up said I wouldn't. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. So. I mean, there's probably the girls up front in the building department, so I'll have to get with the building official to see if it's allowed to do the building. Well, I, just, I don't want to do nothing against the city of Edgewater. What I'm saying, I want to be up and up with this deal. So the main thing that we came here for is to get the uh, permission to build the shed. Right. right. What, what is the height of this shed going to be? Sorry? What's the height of this shed going to be, the height? It's not going to be over top of the house. Okay. Uh, 
It's only going to be a one story. Okay. Uh, with a roof with, you know, just a regular shed, what it's going to be. Like, is it going to be metal or wood? Wood. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, thank you. Thank you, sir. <coughs> um, okay. Any other public comments on this item? Board comments on this item. Well, yes, but a question of why the shed is so far away from the house. It's 20 feet away from the house, which puts it at six, six and a half feet from the rear property to the house. I was wondering why that space. We just put a new fence, had a new fence put up. And got a permit, you know, and right. had a company come in and put it up. Uh, it's not really going to be that far from the house. It's going to be about 30 feet, basically, uh, from the back of the house. Right. That's why I'm asking, why that much? That pushes it out into the where you need the variance. Um <clears throat> I mean, you, because you still probably would. But. She's got this big bush in the backyard, too, she don't want to cut down. And uh, that shed's going to come right to it from the... You just threw under the bus, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> you just threw under the bus. <laughs> yeah. You guys are married, right? <laughs> yes, sir. So, so what his point is, the reality is if you built this thing... 6.48 feet from the back of your house. Now you're within the current 20-foot setback of the rear property line. Now the only variance you need is because you're going from 30% impervious to 40% impervious. So, but the other part I want to make sure, so what you're actually referring is to. Is it got to come 20 feet from the back fence? From the rear property line. Mm -hmm. By code, that's the, that's the, right. So it would put the back, it, it puts the shed close to the back out. of you. But also, we're, we're calling it a shed, but the reality is he's talking about a poured slab, frames. I mean, it's this isn't a shed; it's building. Well, what I'm not going I'm not going to pour a slab. I'm going to build it out of wood. You're just going to do an elevated yes. platform. Elevated platform on piers. Okay. And then I want to put some lattice around the bottom of it so the dogs can't crawl up underneath it. Gotcha. Okay. So in theory, it's not completely permanent. <laughs> All right, so seeing that there's no other public comments, board comments, I need a motion. On this. Is moving the plant or removing the plant allowed? Ma'am, no. can you come to the microphone? We have another question for you. <laughs> Wouldn't that change the integrity of the property itself if it was on site? Is this bush or plant that your husband was referring to, is that permanently in in? In it's where planted it in the ground, and it's just real pretty. Okay. But if it's an issue, you know, I don't have to have it. That was a request I made to him. If you're going to put your shed in the backyard, don't mess my bush up. Okay. You're going to pay for this, you know. You're going to pay for this. Now, real quick, you can call an arborist, and they might Move be able it. to relocate the bush oh, okay. without hurting it. And then okay. you can both win. There's a lot of them here. Okay. All right, we could do that. There's one in Edgewood right on. In order to get... The stu his stuff out of the garage, I, we got to have the shed. So yeah. we've got a little problem with storage. Well, 
But okay, thank you. I appreciate it. So if in fact Duke is willing to have the bush moved, that changes the specs on the variance, correct? Yeah, I mean, so if if the board didn't want to grant the variance for the six point eight four eight feet, then the applicant would be required to put the shed twenty feet back from the property. He still needs a variance for maximum building. Correct. We understand that. Right. Yeah. So. Could he alter the position of the shed without changing this variance and make it closer to the house with still having covered the? Absolutely, because he could essentially swap. Okay, yeah. swap I just want. And I just wanted to make sure the shed has to be a minimum of five feet from the house. Right. It'll have a minimum of six point four eight feet. Okay. He's just moving the shed. I just want to make sure we, we tell the gentleman. Okay. So I need a motion to address this issue. Well, real quick though. So, would you, we be able to do the whole thing if he would just agree to make it ten percent? Is it ten percent? It needs to be. It's it's supposed to be thirty. Right. He wants forty percent. Right. But what? It, they're already saying no. Correct. The city. No. Well, they're recommending. They're recommending only because of the questions that were answered. Right. Yes. That's all. But um, that still keeps the impervious coverage. Yeah. I, I think I, I think that's not a, an issue in the sense of the variance from our standpoint. I, that's how I look at it. Well, I mean, either way, he's going to. So if he moves the shed to say the motion, not making one, mm -hmm. just if we so choose, if someone made the motion granting the 40% impervious coverage mm -hmm. but not the 6.48 feet, he'd still have to move the shed, but we're giving him the variance for the 40% impervious. Right. Correct? It's building coverage. Building coverage. building coverage. Sorry, yeah, building yeah. coverage. Correct. Yeah, he would then have to move the setback. Right. Okay. And then is and then he could still position it closer to the house if he chooses to. He would have to. He would have. He would to. have we're to. We're not giving him a variance for the setback. We're oh, giving him a variance okay. for the impervious. Okay. All right. So if it, if it worked that way. If it works that way. Which I think the neighbors probably would love to see to all that stuff this. out of the carport in, in, in the back in, in the backyard. You could have two separate motions. One on the uh, variance for the setback, and one on the variance for the uh, impervious coverage. No, he separate. Yeah. Better trying to tie it into one. Yes. Right. Be a lot cleaner with two. It would be a cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then um, I'm asking the board to come up, um, based on Mr. Wolf's suggestion, to come up with two motions addressing um, VA 2325. I'll make a motion. To allow the forty percent impervious building coverage versus the thirty percent. Second. Can we okay. have a vote on yes. that motion? Second was Mr. Wright. Yes. Roll call on that that first motion. One second. Vice Chair. Andrakovics? Yes. Mr. Duane? Yes. Mr. Malfitano? Yes. Mr. Hatcher? Yes. Mr. Wright? Yes. And Mr. Rainbird? Yes. Now we need a second motion regarding the setback, correct? Yes. Okay. And that's motion to deny. That's sta that's stating the deny the portion of VA two three two five related to the set rear setback. Do I have a second? Second Rainberg. Okay, Rainberg second. Rainberg. Roll call, please, on the second motion. Okay, one second, because this 
was not on my thing. I have to make it be here. Vice Chair Androkovics? Yes. Mr. Amalfitano? Yes. Mr. Duane? Yes. Mr. Hatcher? Yep. Mr. Wright? Yes. And Mr. Rainbird? Yes. So based on that, it looks like the push has to be moved. Yes, the, the, the uh, request for the variance on the setback was denied. Correct. So they'll need to move this structure shed closer to the home which, and meet the uh, which, city which, which brings into play the bush, correct, ma'am? Okay. The setback was denied. That's the, that's, the, that's the final say of the board. Having said that, the shed has to now come closer to the house. So we gave you your building so coverage, we gave you the not the building not the coverage, setback. but not not the life of the bush. <laughs> and that's on you. Thank you. <laughs> Next item Come on the agenda: arborist. VA twenty three twenty six. VA twenty three twenty six request for a variance to allow a front setback of fourteen point six feet in lieu of the requirement of twenty five feet. And to allow a maximum building coverage of 43% in lieu of the requirement 30% within the MH2 zoning district according to Article 5, Section 21-50.02, Table 5-1 for the property at 711 Charter Lane. Staff report, please. Thank you, Chairman. So the request is to build a new 360-square-foot carport. The existing building coverage is 2,489 square feet on a 6,600 square foot lot. The existing building coverage is 37%. Um, staff did send out a public notice to surrounding property owners and did post the property. Um, staff did find that the applicant could not meet all six criteria in, within section 21-104. However, staff will discuss some of the pertinent things in here um, with regards to will granting the proposed variance result in creating or continuing a use which is not compatible with adjacent uses in the area. Staff did find that the applicant could meet this criteria and listed out several properties within actually on that street of Charter Lane that all have structures within the setback. Um, most of the structures most of the principal structures within the subdivision are exceeding the principal or the maximum building coverage, I should say, um, and to a certain extent, the impervious. Um, the applicant has received approval from the HOA board um, granting the request. Uh, the city, however, with its MH2 zoning district, does not allow um, building coverage over 30%, and the setback is set at 20%. Um, with that being said, staff is recommending denial because all six criteria could not be met. Um, the Environmental Services Department did not object to the request. Okay. Thank you very much. Is the applicant in the audience? Please come to the microphone if you choose to speak, and you have three minutes. State your name and address. Okay. <laughs> we, we, we don't count travel time. My name is Ron Grathwall. Uh, my wife and I are co-owners of the property. Um, what has transpired recently is that we had a ramp put in a carport. Uh, my 
disabilities don't permit me to go up the garage and into the door that way. So we requested a, lamp, a ramp put in there, and went, which was performed. But now, because of that, the, the car's not able to get under the carport. By putting this, basically as a shade, uh, it keeps the car out from the sun and gives us a little bit more room in that regard. But that's the only reason for it. Aesthetically, I think it looks fine. Um, but the uh, approval has to be granted by the board. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Can I say something? Okay. Please state my your name, name and address. I'm, uh, my name is Jack Shuffstall. Um, I'm the chairman of the Architectural Control Committee in Edgewater okay. Landing. Yes, sir. We've approved this. 20% of the homes have what he's asking. Um, this, he's not asking for a variance on the front, on the setback from the street. We're fine there. He's, he's asking for a 20-foot carport going towards the street. He's got 50 feet from the house to the edge of the... Oh, he's, the, the only thing is that coverage, is that uh, he's, he's over the 30% yeah. coverage of the line. The carport's going to go over an existing 18-foot wide drive. The carport is 18 by 20. It's 18 feet wide, 20 feet from the house, towards the street. It still leaves 30 feet. Um, and it's over an existing driveway that's there, already there. So I guess uh, that's, that's the explanation okay, thank of what's you. happening there. I appreciate that. That helps. Okay. okay thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you. Does anyone else in the, in the public want to speak on this item? Okay, seeing no more public comments. Board comments. Yeah, I do. When I try, I tried to put a pool at my house and, and in the backyard, and it was uh, I had to put a retaining wall because it was the, the, the slope was so bad that it was going to cost me like seventeen thousand bucks to put up a retaining wall. So I didn't put up the pool because. The city said, you know, hey, you can put the pool on the side of the house. However, the HOA said I couldn't put a, side, a pool on the side of the house. So, in essence, the HOA, they told me the HOA supersedes the city. So, I, I don't, I, I personally don't understand why he wouldn't be able, if the HOA says he can do it, then I don't understand why we would say that he can't. I'm not sure. Can you explain? I understand so what the code, by code, but the if you. doesn't uh, enforce covenants. Mm -hmm within HOA documents. We enforce the zoning code. So when this was done, this has a zoning of MA2 <coughs> and MA1. And that is what the development is based on. Right. Now, if, if the HOA has other standards within that, you know, it's rather a gray area. Um, but in this case, the HOA is approving right. this. So. But if, if the HOA did not, hypothetically speaking now, if, the, if an HOA does not approve something and we feel, we deem that it's, we want to approve it, can we override the HOAs? No. I don't think no. so. I don't think so. No, you would because just be granted a variance from the city requirement. Right, right. Because of their right. documents. Yes. That's what I thought. Okay, very good. Thank you. Any other, any other board comments? We don't know what was in the PUD agreement when that was all made because, yeah. I mean, feather flags could be in there for all we know, just like the rest <laughs> of it. You know. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, I'm just um, throwing that out there. Yeah. That, okay. My, my only 
So the survey that, that based you on put the, the survey yes, up? based on the survey, you you do still need a variance for the front setback because right now the survey shows thirty four four point five seven feet from the front of the home to the property line. We're talking about well, here I'll use thirty four point seven one feet. Technically, that's the shorter point or the longer point. So I mean, thirty four minus twenty is fourteen. So so not he doesn't have fifty feet. He's got thirty four point seven one feet. That's that's to the property line, right? Just state your name and just state your name and address again, sir, please. For the record. The inside of the curb. Sir, please state your name and address oh, I'm, again I'm for the record. Jack Shuffstall, um, six twenty Starboard Avenue. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> from the curb Inside of the curb, you need 25 feet, correct? Not from, so, not from the inside of the curb. The curb is his property line. See this thing on the far right-hand side on the screen? That's a 10-foot easement. His property line is actually 10 feet from the back of the curb in on this document. That's why staff put this variance in there when we measured that out when I subtract 20 feet from 34.7 that's why I added that into your variance in that case the, if the board granted it that way you would be safe so, so where it says charter lane 50 foot RW that's a right of way so that line that's a, that curve where you see all of his survey lines come to that that line that's the right of way line so his property is actually at the right of way line not the curve From the center yeah. of Charter Lane mm -hmm. is the right of way, and then that's his property line. Correct. Right. Well, if they've all just been given variances. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why. That's why we, when you came to my office, that's why I had discussed doing a PUD here to make them all conform and to hopefully eventually fend off people from coming back to constantly get a variance because no one's matching what the MH2 district is. Okay. We're going to have to change our, our covenants because yeah, I've been led to believe we measured from the curb. <laughs> 25 feet from the curb was the setback. Okay. Um, Ryan, I, I would like to make an appointment with you maybe after this meeting because we have another situation. We have a house that burned down. We, and the house they're going to put in minutes, probably no, wouldn't time here. fit on the lot under this 30%. So can you so take that a, as a separate issue? Because we're, we're trying to do business here. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate oh, it. Thank you. Okay. So do we have a motion on this item? Yeah. Make a motion to approve. What is this? VA 2326. Second. Second is a Malkitano. Who was it? <laughs> <laughs> roll, roll call, please, on this item. One second. Vice Chair Androkovics? Yes. Mr. Malfitano? Yes. Mr. Duane? Yes. Mr. Hatcher? Yes. Mr. Wright? Yes. And Mr. Rainbird? Yes. Okay. Discussion items. Department Director's report. So on the 22nd, 
City Council will be having a workshop. At that workshop, I will be bringing forth new proposed land development code regulations for allow for feather flags, uh, to uh, allow for conditional use permit for tattoo and pawn shops in Highway Commercial B3, uh, chickens. Um, Chicken. Chickens. Uh, food truck regulations, murals, and then decals and windows on businesses. You know the the whole yeah. Oh yeah. Covers that went through it. Yeah. Um, I ask council to provide anything else by Friday. So if there's anything else, that that will be on there. And if if council wishes that to happen, then. I'll bring those back to the board. So we and we I did my quarterly report, which should be posted online within the next week. Uh, we did about 122 more COs than we did last year. So we're at 322, I believe. And um, unfortunately, it's been a lot of work. So um, we have a lot of new and exciting projects upcoming in the next few months. Um, Appreciate the board uh, work. Okay. We try. The new dollars on <laughs> Now it's storage unit. Thank, thank you so much. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. Meeting is adjourned. Uh, Amen. Sir. For your own.